Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking, member FDIC. And from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairInAmerica.com. The Norman Rockwell Museum in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, has welcomed back four old friends. They were touring the country for two years. The Friends are illustrations called The Four Freedoms that Rockwell based on a speech given by President Franklin Roosevelt almost a year before the U.S. entered World War II. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, looking for history's most fascinating stories on the road from New York to Boston. President Franklin Roosevelt gave his third inaugural address in January 1941, when much of Europe was under Nazi control. During that address, he outlined four universal freedoms. The first is freedom of speech and expression everywhere in the world. The second is freedom of every person to worship God in his own way everywhere in the world. The third is freedom from want everywhere in the world. The fourth is freedom from fear. Worldwide reduction of armaments to such a point and in such a thorough fashion that no nation will be in a position to commit an act of physical aggression against any neighbor anywhere in the world. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom from want, freedom from fear. Roosevelt really foresaw what was to come and what was going to be required. Stephanie Plunkett is with the Norman Rockwell Museum. And he felt very strongly that we were not an island unto ourselves, that What was happening around the world in terms of totalitarianism was very important for us to pay attention to and defend against. She says Roosevelt's Four Freedoms idea didn't immediately click. Polls showed most people couldn't name them and didn't fully understand what he meant by concepts like freedom from fear. So they reached out to artists of all kinds, basically said, would you consider creating art that focused on the Four Freedoms? The U.S. entered the war at the end of 1941, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And not long after, Norman Rockwell went to the nation's capital to pitch the federal government his idea for a series of four paintings. Each would depict one of the freedoms from Roosevelt's speech. Rockwell was already a household name, but he didn't get the job. One bureaucrat told him his office wanted more fine artists to illustrate these lofty concepts. The illustrators had done the posters, amazing posters, during World War I, and we were in a period in art where abstract expressionist was just blossoming and modernism was popular in the art world, and so there was an attitude that traditional illustration was old-fashioned. So Rockwell took his idea to his employer of three decades, the Saturday Evening Post. Most of his work up till then had been the humorous light Americana that made him famous. The plan was to finish the series in two months. He certainly thought that the project would flow much more smoothly than it actually did. But when he began to think about the gravity of what he was doing, I think he really froze in many ways. 
Two months later, Rockwell had nothing. He was overwhelmed by the philosophical concepts and struggled to find a way to connect them to the lives of normal Americans. He later said the job was too big for him. It should have been tackled by Michelangelo. Rockwell finally found inspiration when he went to a public meeting in his small Vermont town of Arlington. The town's school had just burned down. And the town people were trying to decide whether they would rebuild, and everyone wanted to, with the exception of one farmer who was having a difficult year, and he stated his case. The farmer was Rockwell's neighbor. He said the new school would lead to higher taxes and it would put him in a financial strain. What Rockwell observed was that no one shouted him down, they listened respectfully, and then the decision was made to rebuild the school. So that, for Rockwell, was a physical representation of freedom of speech in action. Stephanie Plunkett leads me into a gallery in the center of the museum. Each of the room's four corners bears one of the four freedoms illustrations, the original paintings Rockwell made when he finally wrapped his mind around the project. And that's where we find freedom of speech, Rockwell's depiction of that town meeting in Vermont. What we're seeing is a man, very regal looking man actually, who's wearing a tattered jacket and a blue collared shirt. And he is speaking. And he's surrounded by people who are wearing suits and white collars. And they are listening intently. We walk to the next corner to find Rockwell's depiction of another freedom. Freedom of religion shows a tight-packed crowd of people in profile, all praying. One holds a rosary, another wears a kufi. It is a monochromatic painting, essentially all done in variations of umber or brown. Rockwell's concept here was to paint all people essentially in, in one hue to give that sense of unity despite differences. An acknowledgement that mankind is one human family an important message at any time, but especially during a world war. And across the top, uh, the statement is each according to the dictates of his own conscience. Next is freedom from want. Stephanie says it may be the artist's most parodied work and the one that most looks like a stereotypical Rockwell picture. Everybody will recognize it. A family sitting around a table with a woman at the head of the table holding a very large turkey and everyone in kind of lively conversation. One guy at the table looks to the viewer as if to welcome them to pull up a seat. It's unmistakably Thanksgiving. With Freedom From Want, Rockwell went to the idea of the quintessential American holiday in which we give thanks and appreciation for all that we have. The last, and my favorite, is also a family scene. We are looking at Freedom From Fear, in which we see a rather serene scene of a house interior at night, and uh, a mother and father who are checking on their children who are, appear to already be asleep. The two kids are tucked into one bed. Toys are scattered on the floor. The mother pulls the covers tight around one of the children. We get the sense that the family has achieved what might be considered the American dream at the time. They live in a safe and comfortable home. The father stands back a bit from the others, he holds a newspaper. You would not really know that there was anything wrong in the world unless you saw the headline on the paper, which says bombings and horror. And uh, Rockwell actually said of this, he felt all parents should be able to put their children at night to bed without fear. The Saturday Evening Post ran the four illustrations in a special edition in 1943. It was a turning point for Rockwell. 
he was interested in bigger things. The Four Freedoms really became a platform for him to state something not just that was important to you know, us in the world, but to him personally in terms of human dignity, human rights, and all of the important aspects of democracy. Rockwell left the Saturday Evening Post in 1963. The Post was relatively conservative, and there are certain kinds of imagery that they would not publish. Even having someone of color presented in an equal role to a white person would have been going out on a limb for the Post. He went to a magazine called Look and did some of his most pointed and relentless social critiques. He painted the murders of civil rights activists in Mississippi. He showed the first black girl to attend a primarily white school in Louisiana amid racist attacks. Those works aren't what come to mind first for many people when they hear the name Norman Rockwell. But artist Pops Peterson, who draws from Rockwell in his work, considers it his most important legacy. Peterson's work is part of the new exhibit at the Rockwell Museum. Most are direct homages. He usually stays true to Rockwell's ideas, themes, and settings, but often he adds people of color or LGBT people to reflect a world Rockwell didn't always show. I always loved Roman Rockwell when I was a kid. He really was the first artist whose name and work I could recognize, and the world that he painted was the world that I wished that I could be in. Everybody always cared for and loved, and that was the world I wanted to be in. Peterson learned about Rockwell's more socially charged work, and he realized the two had more in common than he thought. We both share a love for all peoples, but also the outrage for the injustice that we have to endure. I believe we're both optimistic and believe that love prevails. Peterson did his own version of the Four Freedoms, too. They're on display in a room right next to Rockwell's originals. He walks me through each updated version, like freedom from want. This one is the Thanksgiving dinner scene. I call mine Thanksgiving gay dinner because the hosts of the dinner are me and my husband, Mark. Peterson's version of freedom from fear may be his most powerful. A black mother and father put their two children to bed. They're posed in the same way as Rockwell's couple. But the father is looking over his shoulder at something that's going on outside the window. What's outside is unclear, but the father's face is anxious and troubled. He holds a newspaper, like the white father in the original. And on the newspaper, I wrote, I can't breathe, which Eric Gardner has said as he was being murdered, handcuffed by cops. Well, I wanted to show in my version that in another part of town, even today, maybe people don't feel so free from fear all the time. The Four Freedoms exhibit just got back to Massachusetts from a two-year tour in the U.S. and France. The exhibit reopened at the Norman Rockwell Museum last month in time for the November 3rd election. Peterson says the timing is meaningful. He's been thinking a lot about Roosevelt and Rockwell and their tenets of democracy, especially that last one, freedom from fear. I think everybody who has a political conscience is is very worried right now that we're going to wind up with a dictatorship. But I do believe in the American people, and I believe in the motion of history. History takes a step forward and then a half step back, so I'm just hoping that we're going to take a big leap forward on Election Day and that we will not have to worry about living in a fascist country. Peterson's perspective is just one perspective, but people of many political stripes hope this election will help them find freedom from fear. 
The four freedoms are fitting ideas as we all consider what we want our democracy to look like. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio, bringing you the most enduring stories on the road from New York to Boston. I'm Davis Donovan.